and welcome to another week of Soap Secrets. And it was quite a great week last week, wasn't it? But just to warn you, um, this week, 26th of June to the 2nd of July, sees the playoffs for the Euros. So um, the TV listing schedules are, are kind of a, a bit subject to change. So bear with us. And uh, it's very short notice change because the BBC and ITV have to make late decisions about which football games uh, to show. So we will talk about Casualty and Holby City, but they may not be shown. So please check whattowatch.com for the latest schedules. But without further ado, let's introduce the very brilliant Victoria Wilson, who will be talking about Holby uh, today, which I hope will go out, (laughs) and the Euros doesn't scupper that. Now, Victoria, it was a pretty big week last week, wasn't it? Uh, Yeah, um, you could say that. So it it served up a major shock. Um, Obviously, we had the week before um, where Keon, surgeon Keon Madani took a, a drug overdose. And in the last episode, he tragically died. It's a bit of a shock because it happens right sort of within the sort of first ten minutes of the episode. They, they, you know, after basically after Fletch sort of finding him, um, he he sort of rushed in, and and Keon's friends and colleagues all sort of battled to save him, but but it wasn't enough. It was a real um, shock, but in a way, I don't know what you're thinking, but the Keon storyline had gone on and on hadn't it really for some time and you kind of wondered how the the producers the story writers script writers would actually what was the journey where would it end and I wonder whether this was you know how that well clearly is how they decided but where you'd go if they hadn't have done this yeah uh, well you know the 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 storyline would be oh you know he gets clean and it's all you know sweetness and light but Mm. life isn't like that and he was spiraling deeper and deeper out of control um you know we'd seen spells of him really sort of succumbing to his addiction so this wasn't a surprise really the saddest thing is obviously losing the great Ramin from the show he's so excellent he's just he is just a superstar Um, that's the trouble isn't it yeah but but you know um our, our loss is uh the west end's gain so um yeah (laughs) okay okay um so where does this leave Hanson and you know the rest of his colleagues well it's sort of in light of of this sort of recent events Hanson is kind of worried about the future of the hospital I mean he didn't sort of resume this sort of his sort of CEO position under the greatest of circumstances anyway because obviously he was going through his own emotional turmoil but um he you know he 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 tries to sort things out um this week more on that later um and I guess it goes without saying that that also that this news has hit Lucky mental health nurse Lucky um really quite hard she'd grown quite attached to Keon he'd become a good friend and she kind of hoped he'd be a bit more, but um, that obviously never materialised. So this week, she's kind of clearly struggling emotionally, and but you know, sort of ever the professional, she kind of throws herself into her work, and she ends up she ends up going above and beyond for a young couple on Darwin, who they receive a, a, de- a, a absolutely devastating diagnosis. Um, basically, the woman has cancer, but she doesn't want to tell her partner. Um, Lucky, however, thinks he should know, so she basically takes it upon herself to tell him herself. Um, this doesn't go down well with Chloe at all. Um, she's confronted for sort of breaking protocol. When Chloe does that, though, um, basically an emotional Lucky just has this complete meltdown 
on the ward. It's compounded when it's revealed and, and kind of exposed that she had been managing Kian's addiction or microdosing, as it's known, before he died. Um, she's she's clearly grieving for Kian. She's backed into a corner and, and she seems to then have everyone at her, Chloe, Max, Fletch, Jenny, and there's a, a sort of a big scene where she just lashes out on the ward about how everyone let Kian down, basically. Um, so you're sort of left wondering, you know, is Holby's mental health nurse going to have to maybe take some time away from the hospital to, to sort her own head out? Cool. That's, yeah, quite likely, I'd imagine. Yeah. Well, you know, when you, when you are a therapist, you have to have regular therapy yourself. That's, mm-hmm. that's known. So this may be one of those times. And um, and Dom in all of this, there's a storyline with Dom, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, he's had quite a, a eventful few weeks or months, I guess, himself. Um, but now he's kind of focused on moving forward, settling into his new role as, as clinical lead on Keller. Uh, but it seems he's not the only one moving on. He gets news that his uh, ex-husband, Lofty, everyone knows, played by Lee, was played by Lee Mead, um, he's getting married. Uh, Dom mm. finds out uh, when he sees Sasha and Donna going off to his wedding, the wedding that he's obviously not invited to. Uh, already sort of agonising over that. His day gets worse uh, when a patient basically accuses him of leaving a surgical glove inside him. Dom, Dom's adamant that never happened, but he's... he. Does sort of, anyone mind to fi- one way to find out? And that's yeah. an X-ray. <laughs> wow. So, well, no, they're kind of operating. They're already operating on him, and they they sort of pull the glove out from inside. So this is oh. afterwards. He kind of tells the guy what he found, and he said, "Well, you know, you did the operation last time. You must have left it there." Um, but it doesn't help that he's trying to sort of stand his ground with this patient. And there's a new locum on the ward, Rory, and he's he he kind of undermines him in a way in terms of how they they have very different ways of sort of dealing with the situation anyway Rory kind of thinks okay I might have stepped I might have overstepped the mark and he tries to apologize to Dom um but he's at this moment Dom's like really quite busy the patient's gone missing and Dom suspects he's got an eating disorder and sure enough they both find the patient um they track him down elsewhere in the hospital and they, they find that he's eaten a load of surgical swabs. So we then have an indication as to maybe how the glove did get there. I was going to um, say, because if, you, if you'd left a surgical glove inside for a while, I, I, I'd imagine it would have gone septic or, yeah, you know, some nasty no. nastiness. Exactly. Well, he's he's obviously has this eating disorder slash mental health issue that makes him gives him an urge to eat inanimate objects basically oh, um so anyway dom and rory they they work together to to remove the there's loads of swabs and everything in, in this guy's stomach and they clearly make a good team so you know being clinical lead dom offers rory a permanent job on keller and he sort of thinks they could work well professionally and personally so oh, i thought that out. wasn't allowed well he well, you know this is dom he, he lives on the edge <laughs> So he this is kind of, he asks um, Rory out on a date. However, it does prove to be something of a, a bad move. Rory kind of takes his offer the wrong way. 
And um, he kind of sees the job offer as being conditional on there being a date. And he kind of shocks Don by revealing that as well as being a locum registrar, he's also an advisor for the sort of quality control um, commission. Um, And that they've had notification, there's been a whistleblower at the hospital and they're doing an inspection next week and Rory basically is one of the inspectors and he kind of tells Dom uh, you really want to avoid having sexual harassment on the list so that doesn't look good at all Um, so he goes to Hanson and said look you know I'm aware of this inspection I've kind of done something that um, could affect us and he sort of wants to know who the whistleblower is and, and it's kind of revealed that this is one of the ways that Hanson is wants to get to the bottom of what's been going on at the hospital. So he kind of is the whistleblower. Um, interesting, interesting. So, so you know, you sort of wonder now, as Dom put his foot in it, is this going to be like the most short-lived clinical lead position on Keller? And I suppose, will he ever find love again? That, that story's kind of thrown up again mm. it, for Dom mm. this week, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, all the fans are going wild because of the new theme tune. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not gone down too well. Um, it's very different. The 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 theme tune that we've we've known all this time is very punchy, very upbeat. It's very wow, always on. This one is kind of uh, they've gone for a kind of. It's hard to describe. It's kind of a, a more dramatic, but but slower music <laughs> is it um, since they've announced that it that they're not going to be uh, continuing with this they've kind of it seems a funny thing to change when when it's on its way out anyway isn't it well yeah that's what the sort of twitter folk are saying they don't they don't quite get it i mean it's a shame because it kind of landed with the whole the big keon climax from the mm. week before um so but people weren't talking about that they were just talking about the theme tune so mm-hmm. you know, I you know it, it it's different. People don't like change. People don't yeah. like the hobbies being axed. So no, there's a lot of absolutely. Um, yeah, there's a lot of high emotion out there. There's a lot of high emotion out there, as just as there is on the wards at the moment. There, there is right. Okay, well, let's hope that it um, you know stays in stays in the schedule. But um, we'll also talk about casualty. Claire, you're here too. Hi, Claire. Hi, Hannah. Right, casualty. Um, we have two very good guest stars this week, don't we? We do. We have Alexi Sale and Leslie Ash. So, Brilliant. Um, Leslie Ash has has already been in in casualty and in well actually in Holby City because she played uh, Vanessa uh, Lytton, who was the chief executive, and that was over ten years ago. So she's making a guest star this week. But let's mm. start off with Alexi Sale. The um, he's a comedian and a writer, and actually, you know, he's a really interesting man, Hannah. I listened to him on Desert Island Discs a couple of weeks ago, and he had so much to say. Um, yeah. He is, he's, he's, and he's from Liverpool. He's just brilliant. Um, and he plays Lev's Russian dad. And I, you know what? When I saw them together, they do. They did look a bit like father and son. It's, it's, it's kind of a really good bit of casting. Uncanny. <laughs> it did, it was. So, um, so, so this week, we, we do have a bit of a Lev storyline. Um, he meets up with the homophobic thug Sam, um, who, who he hit and who is um, mm. uh, taking him to court. And he, he's, he, he offers Sam money to drop the charges. I'm not sure that uh, 
that that's a really wise decision. Um, there's a row. Sam obviously wants more money, and uh, he turns to storm away from Lev and he crosses the road without looking Hannah and he's hit by a car and he's he's hit quite badly by a car um and uh you know you've got one of those um big veins in your leg and if you cut that you can bleed out very very quickly and he's and he's cut his leg on that vein this is this is why i struggle with casualty this is why i struggle with these hospital programs because just the mere thought of that happening makes me want it makes me go weak at the knees i can't oh (laughs) lev just charges into action and he saves his life um you know he he does it really well he has to put a tourniquet to stop to stop this to stop poor sam bleeding out it is really it is you, you see how how paramedics do jump into action and do save people's lives so mm. it's, it's really good um you, you know but uh uh he finally has a big discussion this week with faith because sam's still been you know he saved his life but he's still not saying hey well i'll drop the charges then i mean you would wouldn't you you would say yeah. okay um, but no, just he just ups the money because he's a drug addict and he's not a very nice person. Um, and, you know, Lev's really crushed under this. He's got a family. He doesn't want to lose his job. He's got kids to feed, you know. Uh, and he has a big discussion with Faith. And it's really, it's really... It's a really emotional moment for both of them because he he says to his his estranged wife that he's gay and that he won't live the lie any longer. And Faith thinks, yeah, we're moving forwards. This is great. Mm. And then they turn up at at, um, at their marital home and outside waiting to be let in is his Russian dad, Alexei. Um, mm. And uh, will Lev kef- confess all to his dad? Yeah, and that was that's the final sort of piece, isn't it, of him really yeah. um, being who he is and living yeah. a real life as opposed to, you know... Uh, yes. putting on a pretense and that I mean it's hard I think it's will be very hard it is and you know his dad really is the reason why he hasn't he hasn't confessed that he's gay why he tried to hide it and and, and pretend that he wasn't so so this is so this is going to be an extraordinary meeting between the two of them mm. and so you also said that Leslie Ash is back well brilliant brilliant news um what what's she doing? She, I mean, she's back in the same in the same character, I assume. She's back as the same character, yes, as Vanessa. But she comes in as 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 a patient, so she's not back working in Holby, um, in the hospital Holby. She's back as as a patient. She comes in. She's she's um, hurt her arm. She says she uh, fell down the stairs, and she comes in with her partner, who is played by Bill Ward. Now, Bill Ward, this is a very interesting piece of casting because Bill Ward is best known as wife beater Charlie Stubbs from Coronation Street from about 15, yeah, 20 years ago. Mm. So this is a really good bit of casting. And um, Vanessa has injuries that seem to suggest she is being beaten by her partner. But is uh, she? So, you, the, so they, you're always going to jump to conclusions because you've seen him do this elsewhere. Yes. Yes. Okay, okay. Um, and we see Rash and Tina trying to sort things out, um, but there's a side to Tina that we see that's a quite manipulative, isn't there? Yes, 
yes, we do. So, um, so when she when she tries to get um, Vanessa to to admit that maybe she's in an abusive relationship. Tina just she just comes up with this story. She just acts it out how she was in a in an abusive relationship and how it wasn't going to change. And you quite believe her. And then Rash says, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realise you were you had that kind of relationship." And she went, "Oh, I didn't. It's, I, that was just made up." And you just kind of think, "Oh, that's a bit." It's a bit weird. And then she also mm-hmm. has another patient who she, she looks up on social media and um, she says, oh, I think she's allergic to this. And so she's prying quite deeply. She's being a bit manipulative. She's, is she the Tina we know and love? Or is this a different side mm-hmm. to her? Yes, I think it might be a different side. Now, moving to the other soaps... Um, just another reminder, flagging this all the way through this podcast. Um, don't forget, because football is on five nights this week, so EastEnders, Corey and Emmerdale will um, be showing all the episodes, which is great, on iPlayer and ITV Hub from Monday the 28th of June. So you can watch them live or, you know, if you choose to, you can binge watch the lot um, if you've got an evening free. So just, just a quick reminder there. So talking about Coronation Street... Um, Will I be binge watching it this week? Do you know what? I quite like a binge of a watch. <laughs> I think you suppose particularly this week when it's focusing around my favourite story. Um, and so I might not be able to not just watch one run into the other, you know? So tell, tell us more. I, do, I, do I really want to know, Claire, honestly? <laughs> So this is why I put this one first, Hannah, because this is your favourite, favourite story. And I wanted to say so much last week and I couldn't. Um, So I'm just going to say it to you. Alina is pregnant this week. So of course she is, isn't she? Of course she is. It was the next thing, you know, after the skinny jeans had to come the pregnancy. It did. Tyrone is flawed. I'm not sure when he went into this midlife crisis type relationship that a baby was really top of his list of things to do um and he's still reeling in shock uh, you know because well it's 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 kind of like you have adults having sex in soaps none of them take precautions do they no they don't <laughs> there's a there's a lot of accidental pregnancy in soaps i must admit <laughs> it's kind of like if you have sex you can get pregnant or you might not get pregnant so it's kind of like you, you know you have to they're all very dis- fertile in soaps aren't they <laughs> yes they are completely um anyway so so yeah Aline is and with those skinny jeans i'd have said that he might not have been as fertile afterwards <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's just he's just gobsmacked by it. he's he's reeling in shock and um he, he heads to meet Fizz at the Undertakers to organise Kirsty's funeral because as, as we remember his ex partner Kirsty died suddenly last week um you know and he's struggling to concentrate he's thinking oh my goodness I've got more money to go out because babies cost humongous amounts of money um and Fizz assures him that he's a he is a great dad and that they will sort out joint custody. But, of course, Fizz doesn't know at the moment that Alina's pregnant, so she's being all... She's being, you know, she's trying to take... Trying to take the... the you know, trying to be nice to him and sort mm. it all out. Evelyn guesses, because that's what Evelyn does best, and I think Alina's sick, and she just thinks, mm, I think you're pregnant. Mm. Um, but she doesn't tell Fizz e- either, so, you know, this is really going to hit Fizz hard. Everybody knows, apart from Fizz... Um, 
how does Tyrone really feel about Alina being pregnant? This, this really wasn't what he went into this relationship for. And in the end, it's not until the Friday of this week that he finally tells poor Fizz. How should we? How will she react to the news? I think she's going to be fizzing, is our fizz. What do you think? Fizzing, Helen? but I think really, really upset. I mean, she's gone through, you know, the emotional journey, hasn't she, of the anger. And then, you know, like you say, you know, this week she assures him that they can work it out and there can be joint custody. So the anger sort of subsided a bit and she's sort of moving forward, I guess. But yeah. this, I think, could really feed into us seeing fizz being really, really upset. I mean, it's just... That that is a connection you can never uh, lose, you know. Yeah. Once you've got a child with somebody, so this really kind of, even if in the back of her mind the idea is that he might leave her and come back, you know, that reality kind of it fades away completely. I would say when a child's yeah. another child's involved. Yes, it does completely. And you know, there's the other thing is that. Tyrone's moved on and she's left alone and she doesn't have a new romantic partner. I mean, it hasn't been that long, let's be honest. It's only been about six weeks. So why would she have found somebody new... So, you know, so she feels left behind. She feels she feels all of those things. And mm. so he has the new relationship, the new love. He's all smiles. And now she's pregnant. So there's even more smiles. Yeah. And that there's another really big storyline this week. I mean, I'm really shocked at this one. Were you? Yes. Yes, it was. It was. It's 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 a great it's it's, it's a great twist in it all, you mm. know, and Evelyn also, who who she thought was on her side, has has been keeping what she thought away from Fizz. So mm, she mm. she feels betrayed on but, two fronts. But the, the, this isn't the only storyline, is there? Because there's there's a quite a I mean I was shocked really because Gail um, she has a heart attack. Yes, she does. She does. They're oh, honestly her kids. Her kids are just. I don't know how she puts up with them. How she has she survived with with. Um, with those three, with David, Nick and Sarah for all this time. She has she gets she is really stressed this week because, you know, Natasha after last week and the shootings, Natasha doesn't want Sam near Nick until everything's calmed down. And I think that's fair. You know, if your son was shot at in the street you know, you have to take steps to protect him. And Gail is brilliant. She's a great grandma and she's been looking after little Sam for Natasha. And not only does she look after Sam, but she respects Natasha's wishes, which I think is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and David says, well, you know, well, now you have Sam, you can let Nick round and visit with his son. And she says, no, Natasha doesn't want that. And I'm going to respect Natasha's wishes. And David does something underhand and stresses her all out and tries to get Nick into the house so that he can visit, you know. And this is, this is, so there's a big row. Um, and she's had lots of rows. She's had all the, all of that. And she, she, she take, takes a toll on her and she has a heart attack. Unbelievable. Is she, she, she going to pull through? Yeah, yeah, that's the question, isn't it? That yeah. is the question. Wow, yeah, I'm going to binge watch that one. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, Emmerdale. Um, yes. I mean, so much going on in Emmerdale. But um, Chaz and Kane um, have quite a bit of drama with their mum, Faith, this week. Yes, poor Faith. You know, she came back into the village. She, she's still living in the hearse. Chaz and Kane don't really have a great relationship with their mum. And about five years ago, she did have cancer. And this week, she has major health worries. And um, she hasn't told anyone. She's really, she's in pain. 
she's she's worried, Hannah. She's she's worried that her cancer is back, which is a fair fair worry. Mm-hmm. You know, she is really really stressed about it. And um, when she falls over, both of her kids unfortunately think she's drunk, which is a bit mean. Oh no. It's massively mean. She's, yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. she's living in a hearse, which isn't very pleasant, so she's basically homeless. And, and then her kids don't really spot her health concerns. Um, mm. And she's... Um, so, yes, so she's really fine. Her cancer has returned. Manpreet, her doctor, arranges for an immediate urgent MRI scan after her shock collapse. So she's not thinking, oh, she's drunk. She's thinking, what is going on here? And she, she knows her obviously her health history and um faith confides in pollard and you know she was sort of fighting over pollard with brenda and brenda kind of won um but um faith still goes to pollard for a bit of support because you, sometimes you need your friends don't you hannah you do yeah definitely you know and while lockdowns taught us that yes she she needs a friend she does need a friend she's the kids aren't stepping up to it Pollard is, is, you know, he had some feelings for her, but he, they're not going in the romantic direction, but he's still a good friend, and um, uh, he, 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 he does support her. But, of course, Brenda is really nervous, and she's convinced something is going on between the pair, um, and Pollard, not wanting to mess up his new romance with Brenda, he tells Faith that she needs to tell her family, but will she? Hmm... She does, yeah. she should do, because she needs she, Chaz and Kane. Yeah, she does, especially if they think that she's, you know, she's drunk, <laughs> as opposed to anything else. Um, and um, nasty Mina plotting again this week. Yeah, Mina's got a really, really mean streak in her. We've, um, we saw her about, oh, about three weeks ago. She locked Andrea's dog small dog in a hot car oh my gosh that's just so awful it is it is and the dog was very very lucky that somebody spotted it and um and the dog was rescued but yes so this is what Mina's like I mean I think that sign posted how nasty she was because I think I as a writer I don't know whether I would have come up with it whether I would have dared to have said let's make a character do that do you how do you feel about that Hannah yeah I just this is just absolutely horrible can you imagine the hate that she's got as well yes Yes. Externally from this, because that yeah. does happen, doesn't it? People yes. struggle to see the, you know, the, the blur the line, shall we say. Yes. Yeah, they do. Um, so, yes, yeah, so she's plotting again this week. She She's in love with David and she's desperate to move in with him. Um, but plans have not come to fruition. Now, David's, David's great. He's got his son, Jacob, uh, who he... And, um, you know, he's really, really supporting Jacob. But Jacob kind of gets in the way a bit because he's a teenager. Um, and uh, she wants to get Jacob out of the way so that she can move in with David. Um, and she steals the Pride collection because it's Pride this week. And um, the Pride collection tin. And she makes it look like Jacob stole it. Um, so just how far will Mina go to get her man? I mean, this is, you know, setting up your boyfriend's son as a thief is, is, is quite horrible, isn't it? Yeah, I'd say it's not the best uh, place to start a relationship, you know. <laughs> but there we go. <laughs> and, how and far is she prepared to go to get this bloke? <laughs> so this week, it's, it's Pride Week, isn't it, in Emmerdale yeah. this week? Yeah, mm. it is. And the Vivian makes a guest appearance, so don't miss that. 
Yeah, I won't be missing that. Absolutely love it. Brilliant. It is, it is brilliant because um, Mandy's wedding dress was styled on one of the Vivian's dresses. So that's why uh, they've invited the Vivian on to, to this Pride Week in Emmerdale. Hmm. Excellent. Okay, so... Hollyoaks. We're going with Hollyoaks, not as the last one this week. Yes. Mixing it up. Um, there's a bit of a game of cat and mouse between Fergus and Grace, isn't there? Because they yeah. fight over the loft. Yes. So we, we know that Fergus is horrible and evil. He's not just dodgy. They, it, it, you, Hollyoaks call him dodgy, but actually I think he's evil because he's the one that is... <laughs> is um, well, that pretty... loosening the screws on the sign, I mean, that is, that's just horrid. Yes, it's horrid. And also, he's, um, he's the one that sets cameras up in, in his rented houses and is spying on his female tenants and selling it to, to, to men who like to spy on women. So Yeah, awful. He, I, I, I'm going to use the word evil over him. Um, so we saw him loosen the screws and that hit poor Darren. And Grace didn't have any insurance, so Fergus swooped in with an offer to be a silent partner to help Grace out. Now, Grace doesn't obviously nobody knows apart from us the viewer and the fans of, of about the about the cameras and, and operation bluebird uh and um obviously grace doesn't know that he loosened the screws so so we might be a bit dodgy but she doesn't think he's evil at this point so so yeah she 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 said yes to this um but we know how dodgy is and now grace is now finding out just just how dodgy Fergus is and um mm. so so he wants more he he took took on to be a silent partner but his end goal is to have the loft so Grace is now finding out that this is his end goal and she's got to try and stop him so she interrupts a meeting with a potential new tenant this week and paints him as a terrible landlord and mm. in revenge he gets her arrested <laughs> Um, nice what a nice guy yeah and then he says he will change his statement if she signs over the rest of the loft so she really is in a big bind um but in one final move grace steals fergus's laptop and if she can guess his password (gasps) she's gonna see everything isn't she she can yeah she would discover operation bluebird yeah she's yeah this is this is this is the end this is yeah it's got to come tumbling down that's got to be what happens surely but she's got to guess his password yeah i know that's that that is the problem (laughs) but then you know when you read all the kind of you know reports about people's passwords they're often not quite as complicated as they perhaps should be so eastenders let's move on to eastenders uh last but but not least um we see Janine, Charlie Brooks, returning to the square. We've got lots of returns, lots of new yes. faces, haven't we, generally, at the moment? This, was, this, this has been announced this week, and um, she will, we will see her on screen in late August or early September. So we've got a couple of months to go. We last saw Janine back in 2014. I couldn't believe that. That's, uh, that's eight years ago. Uh, and uh, she was on trial for the murder of her husband, Michael. Um, but she was found not guilty, although <laughs> I, I, I would dispute that. Um, and she left for Paris. So Janine's a good baddie. She's, she's brilliant. Mm, she's a great baddie Janine crikey she's got real form hasn't she Um, and it's also Linda's birthday this week um, and she has a a joint baby shower birthday do 
Well, Frankie and Nancy throw her a joint baby show and birthday do. So she's been outed to the um, to the square, which she wasn't really planning on. But quite frankly, she's nearly six months pregnant. I, I don't know whether people are just thinking, have you got wind? Have you eaten too many pies or are you pregnant? I would think most people would I go. saw a picture of her, you know, in re- in the real world the other day and she's got a really big, she's, she's really pregnant at the moment, isn't she, in real life? So Yes. Yes. So there's only so many big bags of flirty tops, you know, the ones that flirt around your tummy, um, hide it. And then sometimes, I don't know, you can just stand oddly and then you can see the bump. So I think Mm -hmm. most people probably would have thought, yeah, you're pregnant. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So especially at six months. Um, so so yeah, so she's been outed, uh, uh, in the square. Um, and, um, she gets a surprise present from Max, a surprise birthday present. Of course, Max doesn't know that she's carrying his baby. Um, and will she will she tell Jack, Stuart and Rainey um, that the postmark is from Croatia? Because, you know, Max, Max about three weeks ago, ran off with little Abby when Jack took yeah. Abby to, to Paris um, for Max to, to see his granddaughter, you know. And Rainey's beside herself because she's co-parenting with Max. And she, to be honest with you, she's been, really been raising little Abby because he's been all over the place and he hasn't seen Abby for six months. So in all intents and purposes, she's, she is Abby's mother, um, adopted mother, I suppose you could say her. Um, and um, so, so if Max is sending presents to Linda... Do you think he's going to turn up in the square? Because he does have Abby. He should really be returning. Mm, he should at be some co- point. yeah. He should be coming back. And what's that going to? Go, you know what problems that will cause with Mick? And then he, of course, he'll he'll see the reality of the situation. Yeah. Um, and finally, Stuart and Rainey make a decision on who their surrogate is going to be, um, yeah. and they choose da 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 Bernie. Yes. <laughs> Bernie's been desperate. They need the money because Stuart and Rennie were going to pay for, you know, pay her. And, um, you know, the, their family, but Bernie's family, is, is, um, is, is really struggling financially. And Bernie, Bernie's desperate to lose weight because it helps if you're not, over, you know, terribly overweight when you're pregnant. Um, and so especially if you're going to be a surrogate. So she's been desperately trying to lose this weight. And she has been turning to diet pills Hannah not doing the let's eat less and take a bit of exercise route she's been trying to do it really quickly and of course weight loss is is all about you know it's a slow steady Mm, mm, weight mm. loss rather than course, yeah. fast quick one yeah not a good want, way to do it yeah so, and i don't think diet pills are a good way to achieve it especially not if you're going to be a, a surrogate so yeah. um so she's up in these diet pills will it all go to plan what's this actually going to do with her physical health you know and yeah, is she in the best place to be a surrogate? I mean, yeah. presumably, I mean, I don't, I've not looked into this, but presumably you do need to go through the health checks, check that your body can take the pressure and the strain and everything that, you know, goes to making a baby, creating a baby. Oh, what a week, another week. So plenty of uh, soaps um, for you all if you don't fancy the Euros or if you're in my house, a little choice, I'm afraid. Um, But thank you very much for listening and we will be back next week. Until then, stay safe and enjoy.